Merry North London Derby Day, people. It's myself, Gav McInnes, Osborne, for the Saturday review of Game Day 35. How are you, dude? Very well, thank you very much. Uh, very much looking forward to that game later on. Yes, me too. Me too. There's plenty happening today. And um, we're all we're all over the airlines today, so uh, you'll be able to see this right now, as you can see it on all social media. You'll actually see it on my personal Facebook as well today, and on Twitch. What? And on Periscope? What? I don't even know what they are. But we're on we're live on those as well as YouTube. You should subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the details just down there at Two Up Top Football. Right then, um, let's get our teeth into what happened yesterday because there were some shocking results that happened yesterday, which, you know, it, it confused and, and defied the laws of football, frankly. So um, let, let's get Liverpool out of the way because they drew one apiece with Burnley. Uh, the goals from Robertson. What a header that was, by the way. And uh, and Jay Rodriguez can't stop. Jay Rodriguez can't stop scoring at the moment. He's having a lovely time, lovely time. But um, Liverpool's um, home winning record is the first time they haven't failed to win. Uh, the, the first time they failed to win at home in the league in eighteen months. But they still remain unbeaten. I mean, let's be honest. It's still a it's still a tremendous record, isn't it? I mean, you'll take that all day. <laughs> oh, all day. Yeah. I mean, like Liverpool, they 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 peppered in the first half, and Burnley just couldn't couldn't get at them at all. And then, yeah, the goal finally came. And at that point, I think they had like eighty percent possession as well. They're absolutely slappage. Um, then Burnley, yes, they found a way of coming back. Now, there's a bit of controversy behind that because. The free kick that led to the goal was for offside, but we've had a look and neither neither Mane or Salah were in offside position. What would what would be a Premier League game without some sort of controversy? Maybe you know there seems to be anything that can happen these days. When you when you when you analyse and when you've got cameras and you've got VAR and it's just analysing every minuscule uh, moment there's always going to you can always find something wrong with anything and uh, yeah that's obviously what's happened there good finish though from J-Rod and then yeah. there was a little bit more controversy with the potential penalty shout that Liverpool felt that they should have had a penalty and I don't know whether Westwood actually got a touch of the ball yeah, or not I don't think so. I, I'm not sure either I'm not that's, sure either for me that's a pen. And Liverpool, yeah, Liverpool have every right to to be aggrieved by it. I feel like he's caught the man before he's got the ball. And if you do that, it's on right on the line of the of, of the box. So if you do it on the line of the box, then it's a penalty. On the line is inside the box. So that is uh that that's that one. Um what we got there. You started to realise um <laughs> there'd be main <laughs> <laughs> Jason Wardell decides to realise um, that there'd be Millwall, uh, Millwall's main rivals and left. That's exactly what happened there. Um, right. Um, Norwich, they've been relegated. And it was only a matter of time. Hello there, dear. Um, <laughs> we're just walking straight past. Um, Norwich, nil. West Ham, four. Um Norwich, it was only a matter of time before they went down. I remained hopeful for them because I like to be, you know, I, I felt sorry for them or anything else, but they've they've not been good enough. And we played 35 games. If you're not good enough after 35, 38 games, 
you're, you're going to be in the bottom three, and and that is that's Norwich there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this I think this one was kind of cool quite early on, wasn't it? Really, um, I think we can kind of see that. Yeah, they they looked to play entertaining football, but at the end of the day, they didn't score enough goals, and they were just too open at the back. And well, this is this is isn't this their this isn't, I think this is like their third or fourth four nil slapping they've had in the last few weeks. I swear, because Arsenal being four nil, West Ham being them four nil. Um, didn't they lose four 0 against? Oh, I can't remember who it was the other day as well. I'm sure that they've that's like twelve goals conceded in three games, and you're not. And if you don't score, you yeah. Norwich were just. I think they were just too naive at the end of the day. Yeah, um, we spoke about Mikel Antonio not too long ago, and we're not quite sure what he is and what he's about and that sort of stuff. And since then, he's just been scoring goals for fun, and he scored all four goals. Well, didn't he? Isn't he doubled his tally for the season in one game? In one game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he absolutely loves it. I, 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 for me, that is the big story from yesterday: is Michael Antonio scored four goals in one game. I'm just, I never saw that coming. I mean, what odds would you have got on him scoring four goals yesterday? Well, put it this way: scoring scoring a hat trick, you would have got good odds because that's his first career hat trick in his three hundred eighty sixth game. And not just that, it's the first time that West Ham have scored an away hat-trick in the league since Paul Kitson in 2001. Wow. So, yeah, you would have got some shiny, shiny odds. And Jamie Elliott is watching the show. You'll be able to watch him on uh, Three in the Ball, the the Darton podcast on Wednesday nights. Uh, Norwich were doomed after 10 games. Well, I wouldn't say they were doomed after 10 games. Um... Let's go back to that one. Sorry, there. I'll come back to you in a minute, Sava, because we're going to see a lot of you today. Um, but um, yeah, Norwich looked okay in the first ten games or so. I felt they did, and they were unlucky in, in games. And then after that, they just couldn't buy a win. I think the 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 City game got to their head, and they weren't able to they weren't able to to capitalise off the back of that. Uh, Suchek almost scored again. Uh, Cotton, Cotton and I uh, predicted that he was going to bag and it was a really nice hit on the half turn as well really strong arm from uh, from, from Tim Krull I was thinking here's a, oh, question. It again. Here's, a que- here's a question for you then you're West Ham are you uh, are you looking to buy Suchek next year are you looking to bring them in I mean I think he, so. it's no coincidence that since he's come into the side West Ham have just gone on this little run just a run that we were talking about, which would lift a team out of the relegation zone. And they're pretty much safe now, I reckon. He does a lot in the middle of the park that you don't realise. Yeah. You know, you think, who's this Suchek? Hold on a minute, he's clearing a ball off the line. Hold on a minute, he's on the edge of the box. You know, he's he's got energy, mate. And like, it, they'll be able to get him for, for next to nothing. Surely won't be any more than 10 million. You know, money money doesn't travel very far in that part of Europe. So I'm sure they're able to get him on the cheap. Uh, and Sava, just coming to, to Sava's comment there, um, is, uh, I imagine that's about Mikel Antonio. Is he too good for West Ham? I think West Ham is his level and that's no disrespect to, to Antonio. Where would he be able to go and start games? What position would he play in? You know, sometimes he turns up a right wing back. Sometimes he turns up as a shadow striker. Sometimes he is the man straight through the middle. Sometimes he's playing centre mid. He needs to find a position that, he can then hone his skills at, rather than just lob him on anywhere and here, there, and anywhere. I, I, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah. I, I think West. I mean, and look, there's no shame in being a Premier League player playing for a team um, at that level. You know, you know, 
West Ham really should be. I know you don't like them. You kind of wanted them to go <laughs> to kind of to get relegated, but I did. I did. Yeah. I know their their fans can have a sort of, uh, and this is I suppose this goes for a number of uh, number of fans of clubs, but they they kind of view them as better than what they really are. But West Ham are a Premier League club. They've always been one of England's traditional clubs, haven't they? Um, mm. And I, I think there's nothing wrong with being able to play well for that type of team. I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's too good for West Ham. I think he's at the right level, as you say. He, he, he's a very versatile. So maybe he's obviously what was the same master of uh, master of all uh, jack of all jack trades, of all trades yeah. um, which may also apply to Jack Grealish, you know, if we sort of link it to them. Uh, so Sava so, so would would have him at Spurs in a heartbeat by the looks of it. So that means you have found your level. You are West Ham in disguise. Um, Watford, they look like they're staying up. <laughs> I'm going to get hammered in about an hour's time. <laughs> oh God, I should have kept myself to myself then. <laughs> um, what Watford? Uh, they they look like they will be surviving now. Um, and yeah. I, I I wanted them to go down just to see a couple of meltdowns, but at the end of the day. Watford are finding results at the right time. The last two games have been down by a goal and they've come back to win. And that is a mentality that you Joe's need at this time. Yes, exactly. You need that at this time of the year. Um, Newcastle were on top for a decent period in the game, but then Watford, Watford, as soon as the second half started, they were at them and they, they, weren't, they weren't taking any prisoners. Both the goals from penalties, uh, Troy Deeney from the spot on both occasions, I think the penalties were a bit soft, both of them, but at the same time, they were penalties. Yeah, and I think this was also a case of one team had something to play for, the other team maybe potentially has kind of checked out for the season. You know, mm. Newcastle did uh, kind of go ahead there, but as as you saw, Watford's reaction after half time was like, guys, if we don't do something about this, we're in trouble. So mm-hmm. yeah, that extra motivation showed in their play and their endeavour and yeah um Troy Deeney Troy Deeney stepping up for Watford I trust Troy Deeney to take penalties in fact do you know what we're going to do on a top five we're going to say we're going to oh, no yeah yeah top five Premier League penalty takers because I trust Troy Deeney with my house if he's taking a penalty because he could yeah, he, he finds the back of the net. He knows exactly what he's doing. Um, two results that happened yesterday. One's a bit of a shock. One is not. Um, the first one, which is not a shock, is City. 5-0 uh, uh, against Brighton. Brighton, they're, they're pretty much safe now as well. I don't think they really gave that much of a, a, a rat's bottom as to what happened yesterday. Uh, it's nice to see Sterling get a hat-trick as well. I was just uh, about to say that. that, yeah. that that's the pleasing thing from yesterday. Yeah, uh, Bernardo Silva on the on the score sheet. Uh, Jesus, he's not been scoring of late, and um, it was a, it was a, it was a tap in. But you know they can't come any lower than second. They can't win the title. Obviously, City are comfortable, and tomorrow is D Day for them. But there's a lot of reports saying that they will be playing Champions League football next season. So I'm very intrigued to see how how that meeting at Cas goes. Um, it's in terms of City, uh, myself and Cotton were speaking about it on the show yesterday. So frustrating. Why isn't Phil Foden starting this type of game? Uh, 
Yeah, it is frustrating, but at the same time, I suppose he's still a youngster, isn't he? So we we don't want him to burn out later in his career. He he wants to have a long and prosperous career. Um, you know, you saw what happened with Mark Lowen. He burned out early, didn't he? And mm. you you don't want that to happen to Phil Foden. But at the same time, you want to see him play. And I think a lot of football fans want to see him play because. It's like when you watch Mason Greenwood or Jaden Sancho, you just can see the uh, Kylian Mbappe. You know, you can just see the obvious talent is there, and it just excites you, isn't it? It's a mm. you want to be excited when you watch a football player or a football game, and those are the types of players that you want to see because they can do things that other players just can't do. Yeah, um, it's oh, it's just at this time of the season. Nothing else to yeah, play for. I, mean, I, I just want to see some more of him and get him in, in the mood and ready for the Champions League because I think he has an opportunity to play a key part in the Champions League, won't it? So I think I think we need to see some more and uh, see regular, regular Phil Foden. Um, and the shocking result from yesterday. I don't know if anyone predicted this one. Sheffield United 3, Chelsea nil. I so this is one game that I didn't actually uh, see live because I was out playing cricket. But when I saw it, and there's a lad that I was playing cricket with yesterday, he's a Sheffield United fan. He was absolutely bouncing and buzzing off the walls yesterday. Um, he was going crazy. He was yeah, he was absolutely loving it. Uh, which I'm not surprised. I can't blame him, but. My God, I did not see that coming at all. Especially McGoldrick bagging as well. He's been—it's been a while since he bagged last as well. Well, it's his first Premier League goals. There you go. Yeah. He's, he scored his first goal of the season against Arsenal in the FA Cup, and um, and now he's on—he's on a bit of a run. He—he um, he, he can't stop scoring. Um, there's a <laughs> comment there from from Lawrence. This result fucked everyone's pools and scorers uh, soccer results yesterday. Yes, it did. I'm not being funny. That that was an absolute acabuster. But I know there's some sick perverts out there that would have put that on and the correct score and be cleaning cleaning up and dancing down to laddies right now. Other bookies are available um, to, to pick up their winnings. But Chelsea, this, this has put them in a bad position now because if City do have their Champions League situation overturned, if results go against them, they will be starting game day 36 in fifth place. Mm. It's Chelsea. Chelsea have been so up and down. It's I think because mm. and I know a lot. Uh, I, I I have been reading some of the uh, sort of like reactions to the game yesterday on Twitter and uh, and other social media, and it appears that a lot of Chelsea fans are getting stuck into Tammy Abraham. They're uh, mm. they they're not happy with him, and I think Tammy Abraham is kind of like a, a symptom of actually Chelsea as a whole. They've tried to go younger, okay, and the problem is when you do that, players, young players, are going to go through peaks and forms, so they look really good. Like, I mean, he's what he's got fourteen goals in the Premier League this season. That's that's a decent return, a for, return. Him, yeah, for, for 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 a player playing at this level for the first time, really. Yeah, but the problem is, is that a lot of those fourteen goals came in like a really short period of time. It's not kind of it's not spread out throughout the season, so. And barring the Arsenal game against lesser, like, like lower, like bottom ten sides as well, like those goals. So I think. So, 
is is he it's gonna not happen. Gonna I mean, big games? again, I'll look at it. I'll say this: Didier Drogba, he didn't really start scoring regularly until he's what twenty six. You know. 26, 27, that's when he really started to hit his... I mean, he was a good player before that, but it wasn't until he started like, that kind of age when mm. he was starting to score like regular 20-plus goals a season, 25-plus goals a season. And we can't all be Messi, can't be all Ronaldo or what appears to be uh, well Mbappe, you know, players who can just hit, hit, go from the word go. You know, it takes a little bit of game experience, match experience to learn what kind of runs you want to make, what kind of where the holes are, where you want to be in the in, in the box. You know, his skills are there. You've got to look at it. He, he has the skills. He has the ability. He just needs the experience of match days. You know, what kind of routine you're going to be in on the match days, how are you preparing in training before that? All of that stuff. It just takes experience. It's like any any job that you do. You start a new job. You're kind of unsure a little bit to start off with. You're trying to find your feet. And then, what, three, four months down the line, because you're doing it day in, day out, you kind of get into a routine and you start to, like, really hit your stride, don't you? It's the same thing for footballers, OK, especially youngsters who have never played at this level and they're coming through and they're, they've always been, like, at youth level, they've been the best, you know, you've all, you can see that they've got the talent. But when you're playing against other men and other knowledgeable pros then it, it's, a, it's a whole new experience, isn't it? It's a whole new level that you have to learn and it takes its time. So I just hope that they don't bail on Abraham, Mount and all these other youngsters because they've clearly got some, I think they've got some talent anyway. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, right then, let's have a look forward to today's games and in particular, you can watch along with us. You could be watching it in the pub. Or maybe you're watching it at home. You can even watch it in Dubai. You might be watching as a neutral after your boys just won the playoff final. It doesn't matter where you're watching it. Watch it with us. Tottenham versus Arsenal. Live watch along on Facebook and YouTube on Sunday the 12th of July at 4.15pm. That'll do, won't it? We're going to go there next. So Tottenham versus Arsenal, 4-15 today. The North London derby uh, is the first time in God knows how long since the North London derby doesn't really matter in terms of league position, but it means everything for pride of North London. And it's the first time that Arsenal will be playing at the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Arsenal hat on, where do you see the score going? And football hat on, where do you see the score going? I don't know. I can't. I, I don't really know how to pick this one. I know Spurs are uh, doing their best to flounder, but it's the it's the North London derby, and Arsenal's record at, uh, away to Spurs is not very good, or hasn't been very good in recent memory, has it? I don't think we've won there for a while. Yeah, uh, it's, um, it's not the greatest record, but. Arsenal have got a different a different setup at the moment, and they despite have. the two games that happened in uh, uh, like straight after lockdown, they've been in good form. And yes, not, can't really say when so much at, about Tottenham at the moment. Yeah, as I say, when you look at this year as a whole, uh, Arsenal's form, in, especially domestically, has been great. As mm. for especially when you compare it to what came in the first half of the season. Yeah, um, it's. Uh, well, I mean, the, 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 the defining factor there is Mikel Arteta, right? I mean, I, I don't think anybody can kind of 
say he hasn't had an impact on proceedings at Arsenal. And, you know, there, I think there's every reason to be cautiously optimistic. It, uh, I think, A, it depends on, it really does depend on more than anything, who's going, who's leaving the club, who will be coming into the club uh, mm. once the season is finished. Um, obviously, no Eddie Nketiah. He he's he's suspended. I, I I believe he's suspended. I don't I don't know if uh, I know that yeah, I said, I they said Arsenal yeah. were trying to appeal his red card. I don't know if that got overturned or not. I haven't seen anything to say it has been. Um, but uh, so I'm going to assume that he's obviously suspended. So Lacazette will be starting up front. Um, I think uh, I, I want to. I want my my heart wants to say, "Oh, Arsenal win all day long." Yeah, we've got this, but. I just, you know, when you just get a funny feeling about a game, I've yeah. got a funny feeling about this game. I'm thinking that Spurs might actually win this. I, I, I'm not that confident coming into this game. Well, um, I, I think if, if if Tottenham match Arsenal in terms of formation, then there's every reason why Spurs will win today. But if they don't, I can't see past an Arsenal victory. Um, but there will be a full and uh, breakdown of, uh, well, preview of that via a Spursy podcast at 12 o'clock today. So, Gooners, Spurs fans, make sure you tune in on Facebook and on YouTube for uh, for a Spursy podcast with Richard Savo. Great bloke. It's a shame he's a Tottenham fan. Right then, um, kicking off at 12, uh, 12 o'clock, there's a full day of football, is is Wolves versus Everton. Now, this is a game... This game. Uh, me too. I do not know which way this game is going to no. go. It's this impossible is, to call now. This is a coin flip. And here's, here, kind of, here's the reason why. Both sides are kind of not in great form. Wolves have lost their last two games. They haven't scored a goal for over... Well, yeah, they haven't scored a goal in either of those games. So they're kind of hit or miss there. Um, Everton also have been a bit up and down as well, haven't they? They lost to Spurs. It was shocking against uh, against Southampton during the week. Excel as, as well. So, I mean... This could this could go. This could be where we say we look forward to it. This could be a classic. We look forward to it. And it's just a drab nil nil because both sides are, uh, are are not informed. They're not confident. They don't really know how to hit the back of the net. And we're like, oh well, that, that was just a waste of everybody's time, wasn't it? But um, <laughs> on the other hand, it could be because both sides are not confident and they go for it because the other team's defense is oh, went slightly American then. Um, <laughs> Because the other opposing team's defense is a little bit shaky, you know, it could rain goals. I, 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 but I don't know where to go with this one. This really is like a pick a winner sort of thing. It's, it's a nil nil or three apiece, isn't it? Um, I, I would not want to put any money on this game. No. Oh God, no! I still stay, stay well clear of this one. Staying away on the Ackers there. Um, Aston Villa, they they need something today. They really, we say this about all the teams down the bottom there, but they they really need something today. And without a, a win today, it could put them in a very precarious position. They have they, 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 they This is an absolute must win for them because if they don't, then I think they're down because both Watford and West Ham, their two direct teams right above them, have both won. So they have to respond here. Yes, they especially do. If they're gonna, if, especially to make that uh, fixture on the last day of the season against West Ham any kind of relevant, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I, just, I just feel that if they are going to get a result, it has to be today. 
yeah. because Palace, yeah. Palace are, are very similar to the Newcastle situation. You know, middle of the road, they can't go any Nothing higher really. For. Nothing to play for. They can't go down. A win, a win here will we'll just make it a little bit more interesting. But if they fail to win, they are seven points behind Watford with only three games to go. And that is go. not, yeah, it's 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 not good enough. It won't it won't put them in a in a good position at all. Um, and then with off the back of that is Bournemouth versus Leicester. So very 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 similar situation. Well, Leicester have everything to play for because they they need to uh, concrete themselves into into that top four position. They don't want to rely on coming fifth just in case. They've been in third all season until now, and yeah. it's. It's just a, a little situation where they could capitulate. But Bournemouth... Yeah, I'm, I'm, unfortunately the, for Bournemouth... Yeah. I was going to say, for Bournemouth, Leicester actually still have something to play for. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, Bournemouth, they're currently six points behind uh, Watford and West Ham, who are on 16th and 17th on 34 points. So, you know, it's actually... I, I really want it to go down to the last day of the season because I want something to... I want something to... to I, I like the excitement. Yeah. And yeah. without it, you know, it's it's sort of like damp squibby. So, but yeah, that's uh, that that's it from us, really. Um, it's um, it's it's more about looking forward to the Arsenal Spurs game today. So we've got a live watch along at quarter past four. Um, you'll see my handsome face. You'll see Alex's handsome face. Stephen Buck, part of the uh, the Top Top family, Spurs fan, Ugh. and uh, and Stephen Cotton uh, is a Man United fan, but he likes throwing his two quids worth in as well. So, um, but yes, make sure you tune in at twelve o'clock. So in about half an hour's time on a Spursy podcast. So watch what's going on. That'll be on YouTube and on Facebook. And then we'll be back later on at quarter past four. Make sure you subscribe to our channel, YouTube, at Two Up Top Football, at Two Up Top Football on all social media. And if you put Two Up Top into Google, we come up first. Brilliant stuff. Cheers, people.